0: Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. This is Ba, the host of Nothing But Miss, and I'm here with one of my best buddies, my co-host in the basketball season, Melky. How's it going, brother?
1: Melky in the hizzy, you know, tossing air balls and brick shots. Only like always, way, buddy. Like always, only way Melky can. Uh, never going to bring, but you know, it's never going to bring me bring me down. Do you know why? Why?
0: Tell me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's right. LeBron James is no longer in the playoffs. His bald ass has been kicked to the curb. What do you think about that, Ba?
0: Go enjoy beating the Goon squad, buddy. <laughs> the space jam two is all you care about so and it showed during the playoffs see ya bye i am so happy that happened and you know what yeah obviously i'm one of those pussies this season that took them i'm pretty sure to win it again i hate myself for that every day never again
1: <laughs> yeah i'm uh, i'm one of those pussies too but on that note let's uh cheers to lebron not being in the
0: playoffs sir yeah cheers cheers, cheers buddy And if you happen to be watching this on YouTube, congratulations to you. Because you get to see a background behind Melky of a crying face of the man of the hour, LeBron. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. He's
1: probably probably doing it right
0: now. (laughs) All right, we'll get to that guy later. No more Raptor talk for the season, obviously, Melky. That's done. We finished that with our good buddy, Kevin. We're moving on to a round one playoff review right now. So we're going to start in the East, some crazy stuff happening. We're going to start with the number one seed. Philadelphia 76ers versus the number eight seed, Washington. The 76ers won this in five games, four to one. Melky, your thoughts, buddy.
1: Pure dominance. Yeah. Uh, Washington had no chance. Uh, You and I both alluded to this uh, last pod, and actually, most of the season, they go as far as uh, Russell Westbrook, unfortunately. And Westbrook, he's great for like a game or two, but then he's horrible for four or five. And Nobody could guard Embiid. Like Embiid is just a physical specimen. Uh yeah, the Washington had no prayer.
0: The fact that they didn't even have Embiid for this series and Simmons, Tobias Harris, by the way, Tobias Harris, okay, one game this playoffs under 20 points, this guy, and it was 19 points. He is playing Unreal Lights out. They just came to play. I mean, you've seen what Embiid brings to this team. They would have swept possibly i think the series if he was in it and i'm not the biggest philly guy at all but crazy how they're playing and i actually think Melky. i don't know if you agree with me as a jaded leafs fan round one bullshit i actually think you can positively look at the season like if you're a washington fan like if you're the washington players like it was the number one seed you didn't really have a chance i think they played well they won a game i mean you really hating did you expect this
1: yeah no you nailed it um You should be happy because Washington hasn't been relevant in years. So you did make the playoffs. Unfortunately, your consolation prize was the number one seed. And props to uh, Doc Rivers, too. You know, he put the right matchups out. Uh, His team was firing at all cylinders. Uh, Daryl Morey made some great moves in the offseason to get shooters because that's what they need. Since Simmons refuses to take a jump shot or learn how to take one, you need shooters around him and Embiid. So props to that
0: organization for getting it done. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up his name, Doc, because not really the butt of the jokes. I mean, he does get respect, but I mean, there is that playoff Paul George type of, uh, I don't know, background to him. So it's nice that he won the series in dominating fashion because he's not the biggest playoff winner, as we know.
1: No, and he has one of the worst voices, too. His voice is
0: ashy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so like I said, Embiid was out, small lateral meniscus tear. Simmons-Harris, they lit it up. Uh, Seth Curry, career playoff high, 31 points. I mean, we're talking about shooters, right? You just brought it up. So, Maury, congrats. I mean, you you did what you said.
1: They they were on a mission. Anything less, I think for them, anything less than an appearance in the Eastern Conference Finals is a failure. It's a failed season. So, you knew they were going to be coming out in all cylinders. They had the weapons to do it. And Washington was no match like Beale. Beal. You have Beal and you have Westbrook, but after that, who's, who else is going to really step up for you? So it was a cakewalk for uh, for Philly.
0: Yeah, and by the way, that Philly crowd, game five or whatever, like, that was, there's nothing better than crowd back in sports. I absolutely love it. Like <laughs> I love they, it. Washington just didn't stand a chance, and I want to do a shout-out, and one of my little notes here I had to make, Tyrese Maxey, yeah. rookie sub, that guy came to play in the playoffs. That was awesome.
1: Could have been a Raptor.
0: Yeah, yeah 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 i know i know what that was malachi instead
1: uh no no remember the trade rumors that's who toronto yeah. wanted yeah they wanted maxi they wanted uh what's yeah. his, his other the other name he starts with the t they wanted all, all the young players off of uh philly but they said no mas
0: yeah imagine lowry on this team yeah i, just, I think man, we're gonna I'm- swap. I'm just never going to cheer for Philly, but I do (laughs) like them. You know what? Allen Iverson in the past, like whatever they had and pretty good jerseys in the past. That's a little shout out for future part of the episode. But you know what? I really don't want 76ers to go to the finals, man, at all.
1: Yeah, well, you know what? They have a well, we'll talk about that later, too. But they got a
0: matchup with the Soaring Hawks. So we'll
1: see what happens. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're moving on. I think that's enough has been said. I mean, that was just pretty dominating fashion by Philly. We're going to move on to the second series. Your number two. Boo, Brooklyn Nets versus the Boston Celtics. Boo. I mean, oh. And the Nets won it in five games, four to one.
1: I was shocked this wasn't a sweep. Kudos to um, Jason Tatum. Uh, he had a, that 50-point game, that 50 uh, I believe, in game three. Was it game three? Yeah. Game three. 50 points, you know, he's a star. He's an ascending, like, monster, if you want to go uh, Looney Tunes and Space Jam uh, quotes. Uh, but he had no help. It was Jalen, uh, Jason Tatum on Lonely Island and everybody else. And you're competing against three all stars and Durant, Kyrie, and Hardin? Yeah, sorry.
0: Yeah, I don't know if our listeners remember from an earlier episode where I said that Tatum could single handedly win a game, and he did that night, by the way. You
1: called it <laughs> kudos to you. You were on the ball. I honestly was I was looking for every broom in my fucking house, you know, just to get ready for it. But you know, like I said, Tatum, he's all world, man. He's a yeah. he's a great player.
0: Yeah, but I bring up this little uh ego check because <laughs> you're right. It wasn't enough in the playoffs. I mean, now the rumors are coming out about Kemba Walker. This relationship is uh, not going to last. Like, it's untainable. And apparently he's going to be traded. And what did he do in the playoffs? This guy signed a massive contract. And I like Kemba. I think he's a pretty sick player. But it is not working out in Boston.
1: Oh, there's a lot going on in Boston. Uh, the coach, apparently there was a roof between the coach and the players. Yeah. Uh, and apparently he's, he's exhausted and he needed a fresh start. So they actually made a change, uh, with Danny Ainge stepping down and yeah, now the coach is the, uh, GM. So that should be interesting. A voice you didn't want to hear on the court. Now you got to hear in the front office. Only in Boston.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I don't know, man. It's, it's a really tough decision if you're hearing rumors about a guy losing the locker room. So you promote him. But I mean, he has that, that, uh, ownership yeah yeah the pedigree and the ownership loves him like they really do so what are you gonna do um james harden balled out game five to close out this series he had 34 points 10 rebounds 10 assists we'll get to his news for round two but i mean steve nash i mean i hard to judge this guy as a first-year coach because when everybody's healthy on this team i mean it's the brooklyn nets it's kevin Durant. it's james harden it's Kyrie. And we'll get to a little thing Kyrie did in a second. But <laughs> what, how do you feel Steve Nash, Brooklyn? They're just...
1: Uh, honestly, that, that coaching staff, you got D'Antoni, you got Jacques Vaughn. Uh, yeah, Steve Nash. He can relate to the guys, too. They wanted him. They they wanted him. They said, we want him to coach us. So, you know, they're, everybody's on the same page and he can relate to them. So, sky's the limit for Brooklyn. That's why Brooklyn's probably going to stand up.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Well, you know what? I can't stand Boston in any sports. Your time has come winning. You guys have had a good run. So I don't give a shit that the Celtics are out. Brooklyn, pretty sure everybody knew it was going to win.
1: Yeah, that was a no-brainer too.
0: All right, moving on to the next series. We've got the Milwaukee Bucks versus Miami Heat, who coming out of the bubble, even I was saying, this team, man, for the future, and you put on the brakes multiple episodes ago about that
1: yeah i never trusted them I, they were a bubble team and uh, they have good pieces but not championship pieces and i was never encouraged uh, with them uh, getting to the finals i just think milwaukee failed in the worst way and they capitalized on it and i actually think if toronto had beaten boston in that series toronto would have beaten them in the bubble
0: oh yeah definitely i'll agree with that but we bring this up because they got swept. Miami Heat, Jimmy Butler, all that talk, man. All that swagger. Neon lights Miami. And you got swept first round.
1: Yeah, they had no chance. You know what? Giannis was on a mission. You could tell Giannis didn't want to, to give them an edge at all. I mean, the first game went to overtime.
0: Yeah, so. I had that. besides that game, though, was this series really ever that close again? No
1: not at all i, I think uh, milwaukee set the tone early and they weren't taking the breaks off and i m- proved to miami that they weren't even worthy of a finals appearance last year so yeah, i mean south beach is fun and all but
0: <laughs> yeah and shout out to the rest for finally calling giannis on taking his sweet time shooting <laughs> Hilar- did you hear the fan counting <laughs> no what happened <laughs> no he's just like you know doing his typical so you hear a guy being like six seven eight goes all the way up to 12 he's like call it and they finally do it's hilarious
1: i think Giannis, as great of a player as he is as worldly a talent as he is he needs to stay in his lane and not step out because that can actually hurt his team
0: yeah definitely and you know what he might have already heard your advice in the past because he had 15 assists for a new personal career high game four i mean that's unreal He's a Greek
1: freak for the re- for a reason, you know. Like he's a freak, man. Just be the freak. That's it.
0: Yeah. Uh, a couple of other notes here. So, Milwaukee, unreal defense this series. That was the thing that stood out to me. Like Miami, just they couldn't get a perimeter shot. They couldn't get um, their offensive rebounds. Like it was unreal. The Bucks had thirty three point six percent offensive rebounding. That's another time that they killed them. Uh, Brook L- Lopez. I mean, for a vet, this guy is doing the Gasol Ibaka what they did in Toronto, and the fans love him. I mean, the guy's a great interview too.
1: And his brother looks like Sideshow Bob.
0: Yeah, um, they're <laughs> nerds too. Whenever you hear them, they're talking about popular culture or whatever. And those guys are definite nerds. Um, Forbes shot lights out. That's another guy. Like I mean, Giannis, he played well, but it wasn't. He didn't win them the series. Like this was a good, dominating team. Sweep. I mean Chris Middleton, I mean whoever you want to give a shout out to. They're they're playing well.
1: It was a it was a team effort. Uh you know, it was a blessing. Uh Dicenzo going down and then yeah. Forbes came in. And Forbes, everybody forgets, like I, I forgot Forbes is still in the league, and I remember he could shoot the lights out at any given time. Showed it. Yeah, yeah. he did. Uh it, they all clicked. And Boudinau is there. He comes from a traditional San Antonio uh team, so he he knows how to play defense. He puts a stamp on defense. So yeah, that knows, guy's a you knew yeah. they're going to be locked and loaded.
0: I mean, uh, Miami, like not Miami, Milwaukee. They're scary. I mean, Philly, Milwaukee final, possibly. But uh, I don't. I really enjoy watching uh, Milwaukee basketball, and I, I do not watch them during the regular season. Like I'll be, I'll watch the Giannis highlights. Like you and I talked about it. I was watching the Western uh, Conference more this year.
1: Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of Milwaukee because I feel sometimes they're they're a little predictable, you know, with the honest and the, um, the pick and rolls. But they, you know what, I'll give them credit. They've been very exciting this playoffs, um, you know, with the first round sweep and then going in to going uh, fist to fist with Brooklyn. They have some dogs on that team, like P.J. Tucker. Dog. I loved when he was in Toronto both times. Yeah, so, I. Dogs,
0: I've made some notes for PJ, especially about this round two. We're going to get to that in a bit because I can't wait. Okay, so the final Eastern Conference uh, round one is Atlanta versus the New York Knicks. And I'm going to tell you right now, and I told you this in the group chat, I am on the Atlanta bandwagon now because of this series. Let's go, Trey Young. Atlanta <laughs> wins it 4-1 to one and wins at Madison Square Garden with that fan bullshit. Take a bow, Mr. Young.
1: New York, sit down. You yes. were embarrassed. Yeah. As this thought, I think we all thought it was going seven uh, from New York. I think like, I had that. Yeah. yeah, I think all of us said seven for New York. Uh, Trey Young, it was on another level. He's ascending. And this is the playoffs, right? So this is the time to – this is your coming out party. And <laughs> Trey Young, good for you, man. Like he took that on his shoulders and – they moved the way Trey moved and New York had no answer and not only that uh, Atlanta exposed Julius Randle and RJ Barrett. Mr Mr I only use my left hand. Well, if you want to be a complete player, learn how to use your own your other fucking hand because you guys did nothing. Like Randle was um most improved player and well deserved in the in
0: absolutely. In, uh, I think we both had season. him winning, yeah. Yeah,
1: in the regular season and good for you, well earned, but they need someone else there. He's he's not a number one. They no. They need they need someone else.
0: Yeah, you hit it on the head, man. Exposed. That was the big thing because when the pressure got to New York, they folded, and Atlanta stepped up. And Atlanta's young. New York's young. You don't have that excuse, man.
1: Yeah. Give give shout out to Capella, Collins, uh, Hunter. Uh, a lot of these guys. They threw a lot of wings at uh, Randall and RJ, and they they made them look silly
0: yeah special shout out to capella man i mean this guy uh we talked about when he was traded like he's just going to be a great uh player to that team and the talking shit i love it man (laughs) we're coming we're coming to your home to send you on vacation and they actually did it man there's nothing better when shit talking actually works out because you'll look like a fool if it doesn't but i so we're gonna talk yeah we're gonna talk about it later but i mean This is why I got his respect. I mean, he got spit on, got told he was bald. He got told, fuck you. I mean, the disrespect from these fucking crowds. Like, I don't know what it is now with all the attention and the fame. We're going to get into it a bit because I'll get fucking pissed off. Yeah, (laughs) no.
1: Ice Trey. Ice Trey in his bane. Ice Trey.
0: Yeah, dude, I jumped on the Atlanta bandwagon. Okay, so Trey, 36 points, nine assists, gained five. To close out the series, like I said, he took a bow right when they were chanting. You know, you stand up, you know your team's going to lose, and you're like, well, let's give him a sign of respect. Let's (laughs) give him a sign. This guy bows and shuts up the crowd. I absolutely love it. Uh, uh, Only second player in history with three straight 30-point games as a visitor to MSG. Um, I mean, what more can you say?
1: You also got to give credit to uh, Nate McMillan because when Nate McMillan took over, yeah, I don't know if you remember Trey Young used to try and be like Steph Curry, shoot for the oh, yeah. half, just shoot wherever he wanted, and unfortunately, social
0: media butterfly taking shots. Oh yeah, yeah. you know yeah. because
1: monkey see, monkey do. But you know, not everyone is Steph Curry, and kudos to Nate McMillan for you know taking him aside and saying you can be effective uh, in other ways. You don't have to be like Steph Curry, and he's brought he's blossomed under Nate McMillan. So is the, so have the rest of the Hawks. So, so good on uh, good on that entire team. Nate McMillan uh, definitely consideration for uh, coach of the year too.
0: Yeah, one hundred percent. And I uh, obviously I had Utah with coach of the year, but Trey Young averaging twenty nine point two points, nine point eight assists this series. You're right. This coach, uh, just the maturity this guy showed, the IQ of the superstar players in any sport nowadays is is unreal. And the hand eye coordination, the quick lateral, vertical, like it's just a beautiful thing to watch. Yeah, that Luka trade doesn't look so bad after all. No, it does not, sir. No, it does not. (laughs) Okay, so that is the round one East roundup. We're moving on to the West now, where I think there's been some better ball. (laughs) We're going to start off with the number one team who I think coach of the year. Number one, Utah Jazz versus the Memphis Grizzlies. And, I mean, like we all thought, Utah won this series 4-1 to in game five.
1: Utah's is all worlds better. From top to bottom, every category, best three point shooting team, yep. best or top three defensively, top three offensively. Unfortunately for Memphis, is not their time yet. But you know, John Moran is is a stud. They, they showed some, up in the playoffs. Yeah. Oh, he showed up, man. Dylan Brooks is a nice player too. Uh, JV, we always love JV. Yeah, just you're you're battling a juggernaut: Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell. You know, it's funny. When Donovan didn't play game one, they lost. And guess what? They annihilated them as soon as he was inserted back into the lineup.
0: Yeah, I have that as my first note. I mean, I think if he was in for game one, they were going to sweep this series in convincing fashion. The shooting you brought up, I mean, the defense, I mean, the COVID thing really took kind of a a hit to Gobert's reputation because it's almost like he's not. Yeah. (laughs) But it's almost like he's not getting the respect he deserves. And Donovan Mitchell completely deserves the spotlight because this guy is balling out. But the defense of that team, like you said before, unreal. Like, they're a dominating fashion, and they're showing why they were the first place team, right? Because they got embarrassed in the bubble how their playoffs ended last year. And they still talk about it, that that's fuel for this year. And that's a scary thing for an actual, legit, good team to back that up.
1: They're a scary team. Yeah, they are. I, I, I've been watching a couple of their games lately, and they're a scary team. Like, Donovan Mitchell. Did you hear what Stephen A. said about Don, Donovan Mitchell?
0: No, tell me what the great Stephen A said. He called them Dwayne Wade two oh. Such a hot take. But yeah. he does, but I yeah. don't want to agree with Stephen A. Smith. So I No, I because he's
1: just, he's a loudmouth content who thinks he's right about everything. But you know, there are some similarities. That assassin mentality Don, and Donovan Mitchell does not care. He doesn't he doesn't care if you're LeBron, doesn't care if you're Kawhi, doesn't care if you're Ja. He's gonna make you look silly.
0: Yeah, I'm cheering for Mormon country, man. Like, that's just all <laughs> I want them to succeed. I mean, we talk about it in our chats all the time about John Stockton, Carl Malone, what have you. Like, I've always kind of liked Utah. Like, I always liked Utah, Vancouver, those other, just some Western teams because Toronto was the only one I cared about as a kid.
1: I, huh. You know what? I, it was. It's hard to like Utah because back in the day with Stockton and Malone, the style of basketball was so boring. I'm sorry. Like, it was boring. It wasn't excitement like, the Showtime Lakers, or the Boston Celtics with Bird and Ainge, or obviously the Chicago Bulls, Bulls with Michael Jordan. But watching this team, there's a lot of excitement. And you know what's crazy? They don't even have Mike Conley. Just I wait until he comes back.
0: Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. So Conley aggravated a hamstring injury Game Five, uh, and he had also had the injury before. Um, that guy is a big piece to that Utah team. That's already stacked. Yeah,
1: that I'm the thing they got him basically for nothing in a trade.
0: Yeah. And uh, so you said Mitchell sat out game one, came back game two, dominating fashion. He had 30 points, 11 for 16 shooting, 10 assists in game five. Donovan Mitchell, dude, when I read this, in 141 minutes played in this series, 141 minutes, he had 136 points. Like this guy, I mean, we. I love that you brought that up in the earlier podcast, right? The Booker versus Donovan yeah. Mitchell debate, because these two guys are the new faces, part of the new faces of the NBA, and he is showing why. And now you get to see it because
1: these teams don't get the the TV time because it's not the hot spots, Phoenix yep. and Utah are the hot spots, Mormon Town, and it's where old people go to retire. But now you're seeing it
0: yeah i just had to pay for that like sportsnet now plus subscription all that shout out hopefully future sponsors because i'm gonna start <laughs> watching some like games i love it um and you brought up mike conley i mean this guard man he's making 54.8 percent of his shots in the playoffs. mr clutch
1: well he's part of those uh hard-nosed memphis teams you know zach randolph and mark Gasol, and uh you think memphis uh,
0: really, would have wanted him what's that do you think memphis would have wanted him for this series I think they're happy with John. <laughs> that guy's a stud. Yeah. We talked about him on an earlier podcasts like they're in good hands that Memphis team.
1: Oh yeah. Going. You know what? They're only going to get better. They're probably like a third piece away from yeah. from doing damage.
0: They know what they need to do for their third like retro jersey for the seasons. I'll leave it at that. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> okay, moving on to the second series in the West. Melky, you have been on their train. All season, we have yeah, the Phoenix, arms. yeah, the Phoenix Suns versus the wah, wah, Los Angeles Lakers, and unfortunately <clears> for <throat> Mister LeBron James, Phoenix wins this in six games, four to two.
1: What a so, what a shocker! You know what? It's funny how injuries, and I'm not taking anything away from Phoenix, but it's it's crazy how injuries can expose someone for who and what they are. LeBron was funny. exposed. For what he is, he can no longer carry a team on his back. And Anthony, street clothes Davis, you really need to consider a different regiment of how you take care of yourself because you're always hurt. Yeah, You're, what, 28, 29? You're still in the prime of your, your career, and you're always hurt. What is up with that?
0: Yeah, you you can kind of see where this, if he's staying on this path where his career is going to start going, man. It's, it's going to be that... What if? And I know he has the one championship. I'm not taking away from Davis's legacy because I know legacy is such a big fucking thing in the NBA now. Especially in LA. But the potential was there. The potentials was and you're right about the Lakers. They are a two-man team. And LeBron, I know you finished film filming, but the promotion tour starts now. You obviously are in Space Jams two mode because as soon as the game ended, you're like oh, yeah, COVID injury excuses, which, yeah, they were. I mean, you did face that. Every team did. And you just made some, like, promotional advertising comments about the Goon Squad. Like, his his heart wasn't in it. Like, this guy writes narratives, Melky, in his head and tries to make these, like, where he's crying on the floor and, like, oh, man, I'm seeing three, I'm triple nets, double nets, and I had to just shoot. This is bullshit. I know you're writing a script in your head, and, like, when we do, like, movie in 20 years, where you know Denzel Jr. is playing LeBron, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm so glad this guy's out, man.
1: Yeah, he's one for the uh, one for the theatrics. Uh, I'm tired of his excuses, um, even uh, his unsportsmanship. Like, like you know, you you lose in in, in a val- you know what? He put a valiant effort in the fourth quarter of Game Six, but you lose. Be a man. Shake hands. You know, your buddy CP3 is there. Like, he's part of the Banana Boat crew. You can't even shake his hand. Like, that was that was just disgusting. Uh, no place for that. Like, I'm tired of his ego. Uh, you know, good riddance.
0: Yeah, yep. I'm so, so proud of our group chat, man. You and Kevin, we all jumped on as soon as that happened. We're like, are you fucking kidding me? That's how you walk off the court at the end. This young Phoenix Suns team, which I bet you a bunch of players look up to him, man. They balled out. Phoenix didn't play a dirty game. Like, mm-hmm. and you're going to show them that kind of disrespect? Like, man, you have the excuses. Like you said, injury covid you know you don't have big baby davis i mean anthony davis Uh, (laughs) (laughs) exactly but it's like man show the respect you want to talk about mj number one you're number one i think this cements my legacy nah nah it you know what it does cement your legacy actually it does you're not the number one goat
1: no you're a douchebag and people and not only that like (laughs) other other players look up to you you're the standard unfortunately you're the standard of the nba and they see you walking out and not being a, a gentleman about it, they're going to think it's okay too. Uh, yeah. look, look how the Detroit Pistons uh, back in the day, they were ridiculed for uh, walking out when the Bulls finally beat them. And that, 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 yeah. that killed Isaiah Thomas's career. Yeah, that's why he didn't make um, the Dream Team because of that. It was his attitude. So LeBron, like, you know, you're allowed to lose sometimes. It happens. So be a not, man
0: about it. Not only that. You have a movie coming out geared towards worldwide kid audience you're a role model there are some athletes yeah you know what they're not role role models and you don't have to be celebrities athletes you don't have to be a role model you can just say no i don't want twitter instagram i'm going to do my own thing that's cool i respect that but when you go out of your way to make millions of dollars from parents spending it because promotional toys that'll be coming out the video game the tv series animation movies i mean the probably all the other stuff going on with brawny and any other what, and you're going to act like that. That's what you want kids to see.
1: Yeah. It it was a black eye for, uh, for the playoffs. And just a guy who always, it's a me me first instead of what's good for the game. But you know what, you know, what's great for the game CP three. Yes. Now, Anthony David, you were sorry. Street clothes. You were (laughs) hurt. CP three got hurt in game one. Yeah. He was hurt he was in Game sh- 1. Yeah, his shoulder. You know, you saw in Game 2 and, and three parts of Game 3 he was hurt. But he manned up and led this team to victory. So maybe you should be taking notes or working out with CP3 in the offseason.
0: Yeah, enough talking about the Laker bullshit. You're right. You've been on this guy's uh, back the whole time. He's been – he's the leadership this guy brings, we talk about basketball IQ. Devin Booker, 47-point night, Game 6. Phoenix picked apart a Lakers defense that was number one in efficiency during the season. I mean, that defense, that whole team crumbled. The Lakers had their head in their friggin' laps. And CP3, this guy who has never really had the playoff success that he deserves, I think. And I know you definitely think he deserves. Absolutely. He is showing why they got him. He's he's
1: just making a case for, you know, being in that. You know, that Mount Rushmore of point guards that uh, everybody wants to compare him to. He was great. Uh, And you know what I told you? There's nothing, well, not told you, but there's nothing more than a true leader, a a point guard that's a true leader that elevates and makes his other players around him better. And that's what he does. You ever notice, like, he works so much better with younger players because they respect him. And they listen to him, whereas he buds heads with other stars like James Harden and um, Blake Griffin. Uh, but here, he's flourishing in the system, and they love him for it. You could tell that team is together. Um, I don't know if you saw the uh, the end of the game six, where CP3 brought the game ball to Monty Williams, yeah, and they embraced. Right and he said, "When when they were in New Orleans, we were yeah. eliminated. We were eliminated. We were made fools of. And look what we look where we come." but look, look look at today so it was a great yeah. embracing of, of of that winning um uh, game six win and like they're they're a dangerous team and look out for phoenix
0: i'm so glad you brought up that moment i had it written down too. like their extensive history that was so nice to see and anybody listening man, you know you have that family member that co-worker there's some guy in your life where there's just that respect you you sit up you talk to them. You address them properly. You shake their hand. like They carry that. That is what CP is. You can tell. You're absolutely right with those young guys. I am so happy for him. Jay Crowder is shooting well. I mean, they, this whole Phoenix team is buzzing. And we're going to get to how they turned it up for round two in a second. Cameron Sheen. Mikel Bridges. It's a dangerous team, man. Yeah. Okay, I mean, kudos to Phoenix. We're going to talk about them again in a bit. We're moving on. You have the Denver Nuggets with the MVP versus the Portland Trailblazers, the working man team. Denver wins this series in 6-4-2. to two.
1: Yeah, not what I expected. Uh, it, it was Dame time, but it was Dame time and nobody else. Yeah, Norm Powell didn't show up. CJ McCollum didn't show up. Nurkic didn't show up. The rest of the squad didn't show up. Uh, Dame was all alone out there and bless Dame's heart, man. Like I feel bad for him because how long how long is enough enough? Yeah.
0: Yeah, there's so many trade rumors going around right now. And although somewhat justified, man, if he's not coming to the Raptors, I want him to stay in Portland, truthfully, because I want him with Norm.
1: I want him to. They they need to shake things up. Uh it's not working. Uh they, like a look at game five. Was it game five? Yeah game 5 the double yep. ot game probably the best game yep. in the playoffs so far. Dame was all world as he always is and nobody could fucking help him. Yeah. Uh, and you had Denver they were clicking on all cylinders, you know, with um, obviously the MVP um, uh what's uh, 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 dog river Austin Rivers who they Austin picked Rivers, up yeah. yeah who they picked up later in, in the in the year um uh, they 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 were just great, you know. Aaron Gordon, they they were just fantastic, and he had help. That was the difference. Dame had no help whatsoever, and it's a shame. He's his talents are literally getting wasted in Portland, and the man is a loyal dude. You you guys need to do something to help this cat out.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm a Dame fan, man. I mean, you you said it almost perfectly. You pretty much copied my notes. I can't believe it. I'm pissed off. <laughs> I'll just go over mine. So sounds like a you problem. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. J- Quickly for Denver, I mean, Joe Kik played unreal. I mean, 36 points in Game 6 to close it out. That's why he showed he's an MVP. Yeah. But just going back to Portland and Dame, yeah, Lillard played amazing, but he does not have the support staff. I mean, this guy put up 55 points Game 5, a 42-point game, a 37-point game, a 32-point game. Like, unreal lights out. I do not want him to go to a super team. I do not want this, and I love my boy Norm.
1: Yeah, but. no. They need to put an APB out for uh, for that entire team. It's, uh, C- Cj has shown that he can't be counted on. Norm did what he could. Marikic doesn't know how, doesn't know the word defense. Maybe in his language they oh, don't Perry. have the word defense. Uh, yeah, he, there's got to be a huge shakeup. You, you need a superstar uh, yeah, alongside
0: him. Yeah, and I mean, like you said, Denver's bench. Carried that. I know they had the MVP, but they're missing Jamal. But I had four names for a shout out. You already said them: Austin Rivers, Aaron Gordon, uh, Monte Morris. Came out and balled. Yeah, it came out of nowhere. Yeah, Monte dude, Morris, and, yeah. and and Jamichael Green played well. Like those four guys, that bench, sick. I
1: hadn't hadn't heard Jamichael uh, Green's name since he was in Memphis. So the yeah. fact he just you know came out of nowhere, or he I don't know, resurged himself was fantastic. They they were Denver. Honestly, if Jamal Murray's on this team. I would be picking Denver to represent the West of the finals.
0: Yeah. Dude, and speaking of like a guy like Jamichael, too, and, and guys we talked about before, it's crazy to me how athletes, like, they're just... Like, even the guys who aren't the household names and stuff, they're just so sick at playing sports that you can just tell when a, they're out of a coach system or a terrible team or get decent teammates or something, pretty much, like, a lot of guys can turn it around. I love it.
1: It's all about environment. These exactly. Like, these guys are in the NBA for a reason. It's not like they're they were their shit like they might not be the best players in the nba but they made the nba for a reason so you, you can't deny their talents their, their talents are there it's just environment always helps and when you play with good players or great players you usually become a good player yourself
0: yeah 100 okay we're moving on to the west and the series that i ended up probably watching the most besides the phoenix one just because we were talking but we've got the clippers Versus the Dallas Maverick and the Clippers win it in seven games. Kawhi, Mister Clutch, Game Seven. Holy shit, dude! This guy. Who picked the Who picked the Clippers to win? Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> you and you and Kev jumped on the Luka Doncic's bandwagon. And I don't blame you. That boy is all world. But, they
0: blew it, man. They were up three two. But it's the so same.
1: Thing. Same thing as Portland, though. Same thing as Portland. It's Luka and who else? Like, yeah. they were on fire. Like, Hardaway and.
0: Um, I'm glad uh, you brought it said his name. Fin,
1: what, what's his name? Finley, Finley Smith? No. Um, fin, oh. He's got like a really long name.
0: Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, fin, I know. Finley Smith talking. or something. I
1: apologize. Brunson. Uh, Porzingis was absolute trash. Where is uh, this
0: guy, man? Like, Tim Hardaway is the starter over Chris Stapps, And, like, this guy's making so much money.
1: It's it's unreal how much he's stealing from Dallas and from New York. It, he, he's a no show, and then he's blaming it on Luca. Luca, yes, I I'll give him, I'll give him a a little bit where Luca it takes a special player to play with Luca because Luca slows the game down. Yeah. But you're seven foot three. Why are you playing like you're six foot three?
0: Yeah. Go exactly. to the basket. Go yeah, to the I fucking basket. small man ball. I don't get it. I don't get it. The, do you remember the hype around that guy, like draft night and all that shit with the crazy pick? Knicks are taking him. <laughs> but he was good in New York. I know. He like That, I don't that, know that injury, how... wasn't it? Yeah, the injury just absolutely butchered his career, I guess. He just took a mental nosedive.
1: Yeah, but like you have a phenomenal piece in Luka. And you mean to tell me you can't elevate your game? Uh, I know you have to, well, you don't want to be second fiddle. You're not going to be a number one anywhere else. So you may as well—it's Dallas, man. Everything is bigger in Texas. Enjoy yourself. Go be the number two. Go to the net. You're seven foot three, seven foot three. Who can shoot? Dirk is shaking his head.
0: Yeah, no no shit, man. That was supposed to be the next European powerhouse in the NBA. Um, Okay, so you brought up his name, Luca. I mean, the man was getting a bit rough. I think everything you were saying was kind of getting to his head. Like he he was playing a little physical this series.
1: Luca is physical. He's played back in back home, and that they played nothing but physical. You got to give it to this cat, man. He did everything and anything he could. Yeah. But it wasn't enough.
0: Yeah, like you said, he tried his best. I mean, forty-six points, fourteen assists, seven rebounds. Um, he's the youngest player in history to average thirty-four points per game in playoffs, and he's twenty-two years old. I mean, this guy is about to get the max rookie contract, right? The max contract. So this guy is getting paid and deservedly so.
1: Well, well-deserved, but there's rumors out there that he might not see himself in Dallas long-term.
0: I saw that article. <laughs> saw that. Yes, there is some tension between the front-office stoolie GM that Mark Cuban has put in place <laughs> and Luka. Okay, so... Uh, yeah. Mark
1: Cuban, you need to give him everything that you own. This man needs to stay in Dallas.
0: Yeah, but you know what, man? This series... I hate to admit this because I wanted him to stay, but Kawhi shut this guy down. I mean, Luka's still balled out. But Kawhi just stepped up to the plate. That defensive performance game 6, game 7. I mean, not only that, but Kawhi put up 45 points in game 6 and Paul George also put up, you know, 22 points, 10 assists in game 7, Mr. Playoffs, but I'm not going to bring him <laughs> up. Kawhi took on the job. He said, "I'll take Luka. I'll take their star." This quiet superstar who Toronto fell in love with for that very reason, again showed that when you give him a supporting cast who can play basketball, this guy can win you games single-handedly. Legit. Well,
1: yeah, no, and the best player, or supposedly the best player in the series was the best player in Kawhi, as you saw. He took it upon himself to, to carry this team on his back. And yeah, like you said, pandemic P actually wasn't a pandemic, a liability for once uh
0: he actually got Tyson. pissed at the crowd and played like good for him yeah
1: absolutely and kudos to um to their coach too uh i'm drawing a blank um what's the what's the clippers coach name oh tyloo yeah tyloo sorry sorry fans uh, kudos to Lu for benching beverly and yeah. putting in reggie jackson because beverly wasn't giving them anything and uh, reggie you know at the point was good i mean reggie's not really a point guard but he, you know, he came on and, you know, the bench actually showed up. And this team could shoot threes. And they were they were in the top five for three-point shooting as well. So I think the best player showed up when he had to. So kudos to the claw.
0: Yeah, man, you know what? As much as I didn't like LeBron and all that, I actually kind of hated the disrespect that Tyloo always got, that he was just kind of a, a coach that was put into place and the team was sick. And it didn't it, – like you and I could coach this team – it clearly shows this guy knows how to manage and handle superstars, and he's definitely a player's coach. Like he's good. He knows how to get guys not necessarily to buy into a system that he makes, but to get the team to focus on being a team and to try to get these individual superstars. That yes, while they're still individuals and their advertisement and their legacy, they'll do it for him, and they all seem to have a pretty good repu- uh, relationship with him as well.
1: Yeah, he's a he's a co- um, he's a player's coach, and guess guess who he played with uh, in his heyday? Who? AI, and the Mamba. Black Mamba. So, you know what? If anybody knows their basketball, it's Ty Lue. And kudos. Ty Ty, Ty Lue was great. He made the adjustments that he had to because Luca was games one and two. It looked like it was going to be a
0: sweep. Mamba's a better player than LeBron James.
1: 100%. Okay.
0: I was about to end this podcast on it. And over. And over. (laughs) Okay, dude, that was a massive round one review. I mean, we had so much to talk about. We've still got even more because we're going to move right into round two. So let's get this started. Round two, some good games going on. We're going to actually start this off in the West. Reason being, one of these series is already over.
1: Get the brooms out again. Holy shit.
0: The MVP and the Denver Nuggets have been swept by the dominating phoenix suns what how shocked are you that denver didn't get a single game i'm actually really shocked dude i mean i, I said it in the last podcast I, I said before i thought when they lost jamal murray that i had kind of wavered faith in them But the way they had played, the MVP, the way this team rallied around it, I mean, the guys they brought in, I did not think that they were going to get swept. And you could see the frustration because our MVP got a flagrant two against Cameron Payne. He obviously felt bad, apologized right away. And that was just – he's not a dirty player. I'm not going to judge him for it. That was a bonehead, heat-of-the-moment play where you're like, yeah, you're a fucking idiot. Move on.
1: Do you think he should have been ejected?
0: Man, I don't know. That was a rough hit, but we're talking playoff basketball. Like this, it's tough for me. Honestly, I want to say no. I never want to see a guy get kicked for that bullshit. I'll just put that out there.
1: I don't think there was any malicious intent. Yeah, I I think, and I was listening to a stupid. But oh, oh, it was was a brain fart on his. You can tell
0: what he's doing. You can tell what his thought process is.
1: Yeah, it wasn't his brightest moment for a guy who's got one of the highest uh, basketball IQs in the game. But I think because he won the uh, MVP, he should have maybe gotten a little slack, because uh, he actually went over to Payne after he was leaving, and you know he he said he was sorry and he apologized and the class act. Like uh, Jokic is not a dirty p- player, like you just said. But it was sad because as soon as he was gone, you knew it was. It over. was
0: done. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. The wins. I mean, pretty much your captain is gone. Makes a boneheaded play like. It's just turned on you at that point Momentum's going to go their way obviously with the uh, shots penalties what have you so uh, i mean fouls penalties i'm fucking talking about <laughs> still not over hockey i don't even want to get into it <laughs> 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 so uh and then good news though unfortunately for denver but for phoenix we said we were going to bring up his name again but cp3 I mean, this guy came in clutch this series, man, watching these games. The way he is directing traffic of this young team blows my mind because now you have me focusing on Phoenix. I wasn't before. I liked them. I was with you. I'm like, yeah, man, Devin Booker's sick. Like, CP3 I kind of like, but, you know, he never really played for any of my teams. He's out in Houston, whatever, out West, OKC. Now you have me watching and dissecting this shit, and my God, man.
1: Dude, he toyed with them. They had no answer, especially games three and four. They had no answer for him. And he actually elevated his game from the first series, from round yeah. one to round two. It wasn't it was it wasn't even close. Booker went to a new level, too. Aiden, Aiden actually gave um, the Joker some problems as well. Like The Joker put up his numbers, but Aiden, Aiden gave him problems. They threw everybody at him. And as we were praising
0: the Denver bench, where were they in this series? They, yeah. Great point, great point, and 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 what you said before too. I can't believe how Phoenix shut them down. Like I, I did not have them sweeping, man. I no, I can't I thought remember this was going seven. Yeah, <laughs> I can't remember if I. I think I changed my vote to have Phoenix winning, or I might have kept yeah. Denver. I think I had Phoenix, but I did not have them getting swept. I did not think that they would be shut down like that. I mean, I already said it. the The visible frustration from Denver, it, it was crazy
1: had Phoenix in seven, I thought this was going to go back and forth, but Chris Paul took it to another level. He was getting shots easily, at ease. Uh, Macal Bridges, Cameron Payne, uh, Cam Johnson, uh, they all have stepped their game up. Uh, and, and then the big three, of course, and Denver had no answer. Uh, the coach, Denver's coach called them out because he knew. He knew, like, we're getting outplayed and we are not even showing up. So, and he, and he gave them their yeah, – he gave uh, Phoenix their praise because as, you know, Phoenix was just – they had just outclassed Denver.
0: Yeah, 100%. Like, I, I'm not going to doubt Phoenix. Now, I – man, I'm going to say this and they're going to win it, but I, we're going to talk about the next series, and whoever wins that series I think is going to beat Phoenix still. But, uh, I mean, this team, for such a young team, if you're a Phoenix fan, like, the next 10 years of basketball for you are unreal.
1: Well – Depending on what cp B three does this offseason.
0: Well, he's not been <laughs> ten years, you're right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Bring right. Barkley out of retirement.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He'll be brought up again, too. Okay. <laughs> the second, second round series of the West. You've got the Utah Jazz number one versus the Kawhi Clippers. And this series, right now, they're playing tonight, but Utah is up two to one in the series. This This
1: series is your prototypical, like, juggernaut series. You have team; both these teams are so similar. They shoot the three. They defend. They have your superstars. You have your supporting cast. This is – like, I – when I saw this series, I'm like, I – this is probably the one I'm going to pay attention to even more. Like, I know Denver and Phoenix was a hot series as well, but I'm like – I want to see Utah, and I want to see the Clippers. I want to see if Utah is ready for that next step, and I want to see if Kawhi can continue his dominance from round one.
0: Yeah, I think this is the best basketball we're going to get in this series, like the two best teams that are going at it evenly match. Like, this is good basketball. I'm watching every game of this series, man. Oh, yeah. when, we're, when we're done this, I'm watching the end of it. And we already brought up his name, but Paul George, playoff peak. He's playing well again, man. And Kawhi, like, game three where they took the series lead, Kawhi, 34 points, PG, 31 points. I mean, both over 30. This guy came to play. Like, if the Clippers actually decide to say, fuck this reputation that some of our players and our organization have and win for Ballmer, I'm going to be so pissed off.
1: Well, why do you want to be the stepchild of L.A.? Yeah, This is your chance to elevate yourself. Go out and win a championship and be relevant because it's still nobody gives a damn about the Clippers until you you prove otherwise. This is the time to do it. And this is a great test with a solid Utah team. And Mike Connolly's not here. I wonder I'm wondering when he actually shows up because he could be a difference maker in this series.
0: Yeah, and not only that, but Donovan Mitchell, I mean, he he's managing pain in his ankle right now. He's playing through it because he's a G, but who knows how long that's going to last with the intensity that this series is going to bring. Because uh, I have this series, actually, and we'll bring it up uh, in a bit. But I have it going to at least six games. And I have Utah winning it. But, I mean, this this is going to be the best series we're watching, I think, this round.
1: I, I couldn't agree more, but I, it's funny. You have Utah in six. I have the Clippers in seven.
0: I almost said Utah seven, but I said six.
1: I got Utah in seven. I, I just think...
0: Or Clippers and Seven you
1: have. The Clippers, sorry, yeah, not yeah. Utah. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, Utah fans. Um <laughs> yeah, I got the Clippers and seven. I just think they were tested in the first round and I think now that they didn't they took you could tell they took the Mavs lately. You know, they they purposely finished fourth, you know, to get in that bracket where they have to meet the Lakers until the Western Conference finals. So I, I think that they're alert now. I think uh they're, they're ready for anything, and, you know, uh, experience uh, does a lot. And who has more experience uh, in this playoff series more than Kawhi Leonard?
0: Yeah, I completely agree with you. I mean, and from, yeah, from the <laughs> from okay. the start, I had Utah winning in six games. But like I said, that game three where him and PG both put up uh, over 30 points. And you brought it up before. They don't want to be L.A.'s second team. This isn't the '70s, the '80s anymore. It's such an international game that you start winning championships. I promise you're going to sell jerseys. You're going to be bigger, larger than life. Like it'll, it'll happen. You don't just have this American market, although that is the biggest dominant one. I mean, you want Chinese money? Go for it.
1: <laughs> I mean, Chinese money comes in handy somewhere.
0: <laughs> exactly. Okay, so that's our Western round two, dude. I can't wait to watch this game once we're done this. Like, I'm yeah, turning. Me to- me <laughs> Okay, so we're going to move to the east, uh, and we have right now Philadelphia versus Atlanta, and Philly is leading the series 2-1, as of when I wrote that.
1: So, I don't know if you watched uh, game one. Game one was masterful by Trey Young, but if you noticed at the end of the game, what did Philly do? They pressed. They pressed hard. They basically said, I'm not letting you cross half court with the ball, Trey Young. Make someone else do something. And ever since that play, they've been suffocating Atlanta. So with that said, um, Embiid is the best player in the series. Oh, my and, God. Uh, no, I, Nobody on that Atlanta team can stop him, not Capella. You can say, all oh, you want Capella? You're not stopping Embiid. Nobody can. No, they have the experience. They have the coach. Uh, I mean, McMillan's Mac- been through the grind too, but they got Ashidoc Rivers, uh, <laughs> They got cheesesteaks. I'm going Philadelphia in five.
0: Yeah, wow, five. Okay, I had... So I actually had Philadelphia in six. And I wanted to do Philly in seven to give respect because I'm on this bandwagon Atlanta team. And this series, I hope I'm wrong. I hope Atlanta comes back. But I do not see it. I Joel Embiid did not play round one. This guy came back right now. Okay, team high, 27 points for the game three win. 39 points game one 40 points game two he got to the line 16 times from fouls in game three I mean Phoenix just can't get a hold of this guy he's running through them and all they can do is foul him and then he's making the shots like it's it's crazy
1: it's crazy when you're head above shoulders everyone else and and Bede, you know what if Embiid actually took care of himself a little better and didn't have all those chronic stomach pains and uh, didn't get hurt all the time. He probably would have won the MVP this year because the start yeah, he was the second season, in voting. Yeah, the start of his that season, he was on a different level. But he can never stay healthy. Uh, always, there's always something with him. But when he's in the game, you notice it. He makes the biggest difference on the court. Uh, unfortunately, Atlanta, like you, this has been a nothing but successful season for the Hawks. Yeah, very proud. And
0: this is this is you only the beginning. Yeah, yeah gotta, This
1: is only the beginning. They have great pieces, but you're you're dealing with the monster and one with chronic stomach pains. So for that, <laughs> yeah, it's 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 just it's Philly it's Philly series.
0: Yeah, I mean, and I already said his name, like Tobias Harris. I mean, just the Phillies bench, like this is so important in why our Raptors won the championship. I mean, you see which team can take it the farthest and. There's so many injuries and COVID and everything going on. Like, I just do not see Philly losing this series at all. And Atlanta, you're going to be my little Eastern bandwagon, like I said, going forward, because I, I can't stand the other Eastern teams. So, But, yeah, Philly. Fuck. Philly's going to yeah, win it.
1: Yeah, and you're, you're right. Bench, bench scoring is important because your your rosters get condensed. You go to a condensed uh, bench, um, Uh, when you're in the playoffs so the guys that philly have i think they just outmatch who atlanta has at this point so
0: maybe next year atlanta yeah i mean these philly players like they're averaging probably over like 35 minutes 30 minutes whatever just oh boy okay so (laughs) now on to the next eastern round who apparently philly's going to be playing as we both think you have the brooklyn injured nets versus the milwaukee bucks and uh going into game five we have Kyrie Irving out with an ankle Harden who has only played what 30 minutes of game one and hasn't been seen since they're both out so Kevin Durant step up put this team on your back because that's the only way you're going to win and I'm going to tell you right now spoiler alert because of these injuries I have Milwaukee winning
1: you have them winning the series yes and what seven Ooh. so you think Milwaukee can win in Brooklyn but like, you know what? It, it I know it, it,
0: it's the, yeah, exactly. It's my little hot take for the playoffs. But um, I mean, if, if Milwaukee can keep up the defensive prowess, and not only that, these injuries hit. And I think combined with Brooklyn being up in the series and blowing it now that it's tied is huge. Because if you had had that 3 1 window or, you know, 2 1 window when these guys were injured, you've got the confidence. But now, not only are these guys out, but the rest of the team blew it because the series is tied.
1: Yeah, it, uh, f- Brooklyn, unfortunately, uh, injuries. Injuries is uh, to holding this team back because the games one and two. Yeah, it was going to be a wrap. It was going to be a, probably a sweep a, or a gentleman's sweep, at least in, in five. Uh, yeah, no big three. So it's going to be a tough, tall tale or climb for Kevin Durant and company. I just think... Kevin Durant hasn't had one of those like 40 point games yet and he's going to have one probably in game 5 because I they think so. need to win. Yeah. Yeah. They need to win that game. So I'm I'm still going to pick Brooklyn in 6. I had Brooklyn in 6 no matter what. I think by them winning game 5 Kyrie or James is going to play game 6 and it's going to be the icing on the cake. It's going to be the nail in the coffin for Milwaukee. I like Milwaukee's team and They've shown some toughness and and some tenacity that they didn't have in games one and two. PJ Tucker, uh, Forbes, um, Middleton. Do you see that block Middleton had? Oh, yeah. Uh, Drew Holiday. Like, they, they, and Giannis is actually playing his game. See when he takes uh, outside shots, it it deters the team. So you need, Giannis needs to play his game. He needs to dish. He needs to play inside inside out. Uh, he just needs to be Giannis and nothing else. Don't try to be anyone else. Be Giannis. And you know what? You can definitely take this to seven because they look phew, last, or it yesterday? That was a beatdown. Yeah. It was a Brooklyn yeah. beatdown.
0: So, Giannis, absolute superstar freak. You're right. The reason I've changed my mind about Milwaukee, shout out, you said his name, PJ Tucker, former Raptors. I totally agree with you that Durant's going to ball out at least one game, no doubt. And I think that's why he's going to seven. But PJ Tucker's defense and guarding of Durant has been amazing this season. And they do not have the other options now. If PJ Tucker and the rest of this team, the bench, plays a defense, I'm telling you, man, I, I that's why I changed my mind. I think Milwaukee could do it. Shout out PJ. I'm loving yeah. his players. It's it's hyped me up. I, I think I'm not a Milwaukee it, fan, really. Yeah. Well,
1: the only thing good about Milwaukee is their cheese, but um, I like but, that they're small market and only a
0: baseball team really. Like it that's cool, but yeah.
1: Well, the baseball, <laughs> it's funny you say baseball. They have the best mascot because he slides he goes out a huge slide into, like, beer. So it's, like, the best fucking yeah. mascot in sports. But other than that, I don't give a fuck about that that area. Um, <laughs> but going back to the series, uh, P.J. Tucker, yeah, he's been great. And he's always been that bulldog uh, defender. I just think great players find ways to win. And I think Durant will find a way to elevate his team uh, to victory in Brooklyn because they need it. The, I, I'm telling you right now, if they lose Game Five, it's over. Milwaukee wins it in six. Mm, yeah. It's a it's a must win for Brooklyn, and by them winning, one of the two, Kyrie or James, I don't know, I don't know who yet. uh, will probably we'll back. yeah, we'll make an appearance for Game Six because they don't want it to go seven.
0: Yeah, if that happens, that'll eat my words. But I, I, still, I don't know, man. I think they're they're out. Durant, he is gonna ball out one game. There's no doubt pulling the tatum as Ba called it.
1: But uh, <laughs> yeah,
0: we'll see. So, so that was our round two roundup. I mean, uh, we're definitely gonna be back for round three in the finals. We'll let you guys know uh, exactly what's gonna go on there. But we're moving on now to some bullshit happening in the playoffs actually, and this is all of the we call nba fan bullshit going on right now i don't know if people have just been so coot like stuck inside and you just need to let it out or if it's this new everybody is seeking fucking attention on social media and you're willing to sell your soul just for a bit of fame but people act like you've fucking been there before there is nothing wrong with chirping Telling a guy to fuck off. If it's not a personal insult, don't insult the guy's mom. But say, hey, you're a fucking idiot. You played like shit or something? Fine. The athlete should have tough skin. Whatever. But some of this stuff, we already talked about it. Spitting on Trey Young. Fuck you. The popcorn thrown on Russell. The water bottle thrown at Kyrie. I mean, you made all these notes here in our chat. Now, the fact that there's more than one. What are you doing?
1: And it all happened around the same time, too. It was all yeah. in the first round. Like... Uh The popcorn was May twenty sixth. The spit was the same night, and the water the water bottle was May thirtieth. So all all of this, all of these atrocities happening in a short span, because fans think they're entitled. It goes back to that uh, at the the going to the zoo, the analogy of going to the zoo and you you see an animal in a cage and you poke you poke Mm -hmm. at the cage or you poke at the glass because you think you're entitled to and yeah. the animal can't do anything because it's concealed. And I think it's a bunch of horseshit. I think, yeah, you know what? Tickets are expensive. I, I spend money on tickets. Uh, uh, Tal and I go to the playoffs every every time it's in Toronto and we spend like a little fortune and we make a night of it. And you know, at no, no point in time I ever feel I'm entitled to throw objects at players or insult their mothers or jump on the court and, dis- and disrupt uh, the game itself. I think it's a bunch of shit and it sucks because we're having such a great playoffs and fans are finally allowed back. You know, uh fans make I think fans in any sport make it that much more exciting, that much more thrilling. Uh fans are the heartbeat of sports. Yeah. But now you're you're being a fucking goofball because you think you're entitled. Like I, I think it's a bunch of shit
0: yeah i mean you're right with that word entitled like these guys like you're just thinking these are street performer animals that are putting on a show for you everybody loves when there is a great chirp on a sign or you hear that guy who just has that great witty remark like try to swing for the fences doing that the the shit that's like the neanderthal like you don't know what to do and you can't think past throwing something or shouting like we all know words that will offend anybody and you can get somebody pretty pissed off and get into like a fighting mood and shout out to that fucking phoenix sun fan who beat the shit out of that denver guy that was amazing that he's the guy threw a sucker punch please watch this video everybody if you haven't seen it the phoenix sun guy just absolutely fills this guy in says we're gonna sweep you by the way too and i'm gonna beat the shit out of your friend i bring him up Because all of these fans throwing stuff need a guy like that to beat the shit out of them. I hate the baseball fights and stuff where a guy gets sucker punched. There's nothing worse than sucker punches and being a coward. But I'm telling you, if you see a guy spit on a professional athlete or anybody, go knock him out. Because if you knock him out, I promise you he won't do it again. People need to be hit, man. Like, seriously. (laughs) Yeah,
1: what does that say about you? Yeah. if you're willing to go spit throw objects at, at someone what does that say about you and i love russ's comment like if I, if you would you dare do that to me on the street because no. i don't think you would no. but because no. you're hiding behind uh, um, the security and the, the, the stadium itself you're gonna do it it's it's like those people online who hide behind a mouse or hide behind a computer and insult you but in real life would they really do it no because they're straight up pussies
0: never and i'm one of the guys too i think there's a lot of fake toughness in the nba i think height and muscles and tattoos and a giant beard cloud a lot of people's judgment on how tough you actually are just because you're swinging doesn't mean you know how to fucking fight man you with that being said these people are like lower scum cowards and you're right they would never do this to anybody Even someone who they think they could take, they don't have that kind of disrespect on the street because they're all anxious. And everybody nowadays is like, oh, people are watching me. Everybody watching what I'm doing, care about what I'm saying and all that stuff. With that kind of pressure and you're like, oh man, you know, it's going to be hilarious in front of 20,000 people. I'm going to fucking spit on that guy.
1: Yeah, it's uh, social media. Social social media at at its worst. You know, uh, just people trying to appease uh, fans and other, you know, other spectacles uh, to get acceptance, but you're not, you're not getting any acceptance or praise on my end. You just look like a complete goof. And now, and now what? Like, you know, some of this stuff's criminal too. And you know what? I don't think it's going to stop until they make it more criminal.
0: Yeah. So you asked that question in our, our little group chat, what do you think needs to be done for the future? My answer, what they're doing. You can't you can't, like, police a stadium in a way that some people think when they cry. You have to punish these people individually. And you know what? You don't need to – if a guy spits on Trey Young, I don't need that guy to go to jail for three years, okay? But an indefinite ban for life from his favorite team stadium and potentially say he had to go to some type of anger management class with volunteer hours – I think that's a pretty decent punishment. There should be punishment. You don't need to go to these extreme punishments or just get them knocked out. Just knock them out. <laughs> or, I wish well, that also, was an option. You could go to the judge. And he's like, yo, you get nine months in jail or those two guys beat the shit out of you. Ben's like,
1: no. <laughs> oh, no one would ever do that again. If, uh, if, if the perpetrator was <clears throat> getting the treatment back or getting double that, yeah, they wouldn't do that again. I, I, I like what you said about being bad. I, I, I would like to take it even further. Uh, you know how um, when you go to the mall, or you you and you oh, shop with, dope. yeah, and you shop with, and you have that person's uh, face on, on the bulletin board. Uh, I think that should be passed out through every stadium of that of that uh, league, so that person can't not only can't enter their hometown, but they can't go to other stadiums anymore and participate. I think you need to make it you need to make it stiff, so people realize and understand that you don't have the right,
0: dude. I'm actually going to agree with you and take your one step further, even one step further, <laughs> because you want the social media, you want the attention. Okay, let's give you the attention. The 11 o'clock news should blast that guy's face all over the news. It's sh- the, the, like if it happened at the Utah Jazz game, their social media should put the guy's photo up on their Instagram page and be like, uh you know michael smith 33 of this decided to spit on a guy because he's classless and wasn't raised properly it's like i don't care if he wants to go call him by because he was a coward to begin with you need to embarrass these fucking people yeah that's vilify. the only way it's going to give him the fame that he wants them the attention he wants because yeah. it's not gonna he's gonna find out that he was sorely mistaken that's what he wanted
1: we'll vilify them and, and let it be known that They're willing to do this to a complete stranger who's there to entertain them and show show their true character, show the true side to them. I think security needs to be beefed up as well. Uh, Definitely more cameras um, throughout. Uh, It sucks because these players aren't safe anymore, and they're just there to entertain.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think what we're both getting at is that these people should be deported. So yeah, that's (laughs) that's the answer we're going for the extreme. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay, so moving on, we're going to do a little NBA news roundup. And we're each going to shoot off a news little quip to each other and give our comments, so I'll start it off, buddy. Kyrie, and what I say is universal karma, has an ankle injury after stomping on Lucky, the Boston Celtics logo. What a childish, immature act for a grown man to do to a team and a fan base who did nothing but wanted you and loved you, and you you spat in their face. You you did the fan to Trey Young symbolically.
1: Yeah, it was done deliberately. It's it's a big deal in my book. Uh, yeah, no, Kyrie. It's hmm?
0: No, I say I agree with you. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, Kyrie thinks uh, he's a disrespectful sob. He thinks his jock strap doesn't stink. Yeah, he is. So yeah, yeah maybe uh, maybe ankle injury is that uh, karma.
0: Yeah, he's, he's definitely a guy who's been surrounded by yes men because he says the most outlandish bullshit things. And it's like a laughing joke. Like if you say something and millions of people are laughing at you and saying you're wrong, you don't double down because your buddy's like, man, no, those six million are wrong. You're right, Kyrie. It's like, <laughs> this guy needs to grow up. And you know what? I love sports. They, it's the biggest part of my life. Like I love athletes, but man. Again, you're just an athlete at the end of the day. Like making millions of dollars more than you deserve, like any athlete deserves, and good for them for making it. But it's like, give me a break. Well,
1: there's you know there's one thing: having a cause and having a voice and yeah. being an advocate. But don't snar everyone else. Don't don't belittle everyone else because they don't they don't think the same or the ideology isn't the same. Respect. It's all about respect at the end of the day. You're trying to push respect have respect for those other people
0: yeah everybody knows i mean it's just typical like everybody knows that person that never takes accountability and they're always like i had this one buddy he would say the most bullshit stupid things and then whenever you'd be pissed off he would be like i'm kidding i'm just joking it's uh, like you're uh, not you were gauging our reactions by what and then it's like oh like you're just like kind of ca- like it's just fuck off. there's always a little
1: truth to a joke
0: yeah exactly Alright buddy, what's number two on news? So
1: big deal, little deal. LeBron James changing his number to six again. Yeah. And then a little deal. His game doesn't change with the number. With the number change. Father Time is knocking at his door. And he needs to accept it. LeBron is LeBron is just basically stealing Thunder from the NBA playoffs because he exited early. And because of it, his team was banned. Yeah, basically, LeBron, it's just thunder stealing that LeBron's trying to do, as always. It's me, me, me. Um, The number change isn't going to be like in Miami. And honestly, I think if he went with number 23 in Miami, he still would have been dominant. So this is a little deal for me. Just LeBron trying to be in the news.
0: Yeah, 100% I agree with you. It's, it's a little deal. He doesn't deserve having it as a big deal because he's just doing it, I think, for Space Jam 2 promotional. Like, I think number six is what he's wearing in the movie. That's why he did it, which is even bigger bullshit because knowing LeBron, man, he's going to change his number back in, like, a year or two years. He'll go back to 23. Like, he won't do well with number six or something. Then he'll go back to – like, it's all just – like we said, this guy makes the movie script in his head. Yeah. And it's playing out, and he's just like the director. And he's like, this is what the people think I would do this day, so this is what I'm going to do.
1: Yeah, they bounced harder than Fat James Harden doing a cannonball in the pool. And, you know, he's just got to be in the news still, be relevant.
0: Worst NBA player of all time, Fat James Harden. Yes
1: and no. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to leave it at that.
0: (laughs) Okay. Number three for big deal, little deal news roundup. Charles Barkley hating on super teams. My good man, and I'm going to tell you right now, he's rooting against the Nets, which I absolutely love. And we've talked about that show. That is one of the best sports shows to watch. Like I oh, truly love so Kenny, love like Shaq. The way that they all laugh, even when they bring on Draymond or a guest star, even Dray. Like I don't like Draymond at all. He was very funny, and he was good on that show. Like, I enjoy watching him. And Charles Barkley, I was speaking with my brother the other day. It was not this, but it was something else he had said. I have so much respect for Charles Barkley as a man. Like, this guy is one of the better sports personalities out there. He's always truthful. And not only is he truthful, but it's poignant what he says. It's important. And he never says any bullshit like Kyrie. Like, everything he says is common sense milk. And if you have common sense, what both of us do and most people listening do, you, you, like, nod your head like you're doing. You're like, yeah, yeah I obviously agree with Barkley. Like, that should just be what everybody thinks. He's a you, good – he seems like a good guy.
1: Oh, I, I would love to have – I'd love to pick his brain, have beers, get smashed, uh, oh. be, on, be on that road trip with him, Jordan, Tiger, when they went to that you know, when they do their Las Vegas um, – <laughs> You know, big big boy trips. Now, uh, yeah, well, Barkley, what more can he say? He's great for the sport, basketball. I think he's better now than when he was. Like he was a great player. I'm not taking away from his playing days, but he's great now for the sport. Brings in every type of fan because of his analytics and his it, just his demeanor biggest hater on the block though and which i love it it works for him uh, to me this is a little deal just because like he is a hater and it is sometimes for the
0: ratings <laughs> I, that is a little deal the only reason that i love him being a hater is because he's usually liking my side and hating the stuff i hate i think that's why i like him
1: <laughs> and also he jinxes the teams he cheers for like he always picks portland and they fuck up <laughs>
0: Yeah, he he is the. They let him know that man because he is a jinx. I'm glad you brought that up. (laughs) He's a huge
1: jinx. So like now that he's jumped on the Phoenix bandwagon, I'm wondering if they're doomed as well. But only time will tell. All right, uh, all right. Big deal, little deal. Hawks forward DeAndre Hunter done for the playoffs with a meniscus tear. So this is a huge deal for me. Yeah, Uh, I didn't. You know, it's crazy. I didn't know who this guy was. And I looked up his numbers, um, both regular season and um, playoffs. Regular season, so so, but playoff numbers: ten point eight points per game, uh, four point uh, four rebounds, shooting thirty-seven, three point seven five percent, a three point percentage. He's a six point eight. He's yeah. guarding all the difficult players, so this is a huge deal for me. Uh, as like we were alluding to earlier, your roster bench gets smaller. And now with him, you know, being on the disabled list, it's just shrinking even more. So I think this is a huge deal, and another part why Philadelphia is going to lay the smackdown on Atlanta.
0: Yeah, I'm going to agree with you. Huge deal here. You're right. I didn't know about this guy until like January, February, when we were really starting to talk about Phoenix. And I had started to watch their highlights. And I was watching their games more and talking to like and listening to recaps and all that. This guy's their best perimeter defenseman, Milk. Yeah. I'm, Uh, Like that, that is such a massive blow in the playoffs. Like that's huge. And, and the, I didn't even write down the numbers you brought up. Like that's actually what he's contributing. I just had in capital letters, best perimeter defense out. I mean, against Philadelphia, what are you going to do?
1: Yeah. He does everything. Guard guards, multiple positions and yeah, you're losing. You're losing uh, probably the anchor to your defense,
0: dude. This is a huge, this is probably the biggest deal that we had for today.
1: I, I agree. I can't. I I have to agree with that.
0: Yeah, unbelievable. And you know what? Sorry for you guys, Atlanta. I mean, like we said, the years ahead are going to be sweet, but right now it doesn't look like it's in the cards for you. Not this year. Okay. And finally, the last part of big deal, little deal, is a little look ahead to the future because they have announced the starting date, Melky, for the season, and it's October nineteenth. And I'm going to tell you right now for me, while it's not a huge deal, it is a big deal for me because we have October sports back the start of the season. When fall begins, it's before my birthday, before Christmas, <laughs> it's just time to go, man. It's that preseason's going to be before that. Summer's coming down. You know, that basketball, hockey, soccer, starting up. I'm in heaven. It's a big deal.
1: It's a huge deal. Uh, I couldn't agree with you more. It's a huge deal because like you said, fall sports and I always, I don't know about you, but I knew when basketball was around the corner when it <laughs> when it was close to Halloween, you knew yeah. like hockey and basketball were starting. Yes, fall sports. This is a huge deal. Uh we finally have a full season as well. Yeah. And this is a huge deal because it's more money for the league.
0: All we can wish for now is that the Toronto Raptors are playing home games. That is my only wish. But yeah, dude, such a massive deal. I mean, to go from like what's great now is that we have like the Euro, so we've got summer tournaments, which is always a bonus. You've got the World Series, MLB playoffs, and then it's so important for you and I, man. NFL, NBA, NHL yeah. all pretty much come back relatively the same time. It like fall is the best sports time besides playoffs. Obviously, playoffs is the absolute best, but yeah, that, that start of the season, man, when you think the Leafs are going to win it all, and like, oh, <laughs> I'm ready to be heard again by Toronto, Melky.
1: I think the only thing worse than that is if Montreal beats Vegas.
0: Okay, by the way, I know it's a basketball pod. If any Canadians are listening or non-Canadians, absolute coward move by the CN Tower, Niagara Falls, to so all go and uh, for for Canada's team. Justin Trudeau needs to stop shoving this shit down our throat. Nobody likes Montreal fans outside of Quebec and those random East Coast or Ontario Montreal fans. Okay?
1: Another reason why he shouldn't be in office, but... That's it for a different podcast.
0: <laughs> okay, so that was our NBA news roundup. But more importantly, big deal, little deal. That's a new segment Melky brought. And we're going to be doing that now every episode going forward. It was a blast. Yeah, it was spectacular. I love when we come up with new segments, buddy. We always have our chats just going. <laughs> okay, so now for what I've been excited to talk to you about, it's Jersey Talk jerseys are so important to you and i man obviously old school fans do not care about style but steez is very important you gotta look good if you're gonna ball out man i don't care you gotta look the part
1: in any and you, sport
0: you yeah. just gotta look the part i would never leave a team for like having shitty jerseys but if i was a professional athlete i think my ego would be so big i would be going into the room being like i'm gonna be a part of like the decision making like Oh, okay, we're Toronto Raptors, and you're going with a yellow jersey. That's not happening. Like that's <laughs> no nope. or a triangle? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, they literally went on to MS Paint and just chose shapes. <laughs> it's terrible. It's terrible. And I wanted the black jersey. I still haven't bought it yet because we were talking about it. But it's like the
1: Jumpman. Yeah. Oh, I think I still think I think out of the out of all the triangle jerseys they have, you should Bobby. get the jump man. The Bobby. jump man's sweet, man. Yeah.
0: I know, I'm probably going to get because I, I I haven't had a Black Raps jersey yet either, so that's got to fill it out. But moving on to playoff <laughs> jersey talk, we're going to choose the best uniforms that we've thought of in the playoffs so far, the worst uniform in the playoffs so far, and we're also going to talk about a jersey, a vintage jersey from a team still in the playoffs that we want to see brought back. So, Melky, let's start off with the hmm, worst.
1: The worst jersey in the playoffs?
0: Yeah, I want to hear your decision.
1: Hands down, that atrocity of a fucking uniform from the Denver Nuggets last night. That (laughs) red, nasty-ass jersey that looked like a kid uh, dug out his freezies and took the orange freezies and the red freezies, took all of them that were in the box, decided to go to a carnival, rode the Cyclone, rode it twice, then came back down, saw a uniform, and ralphed all over it. That's exactly what it looks like. It's Denver, hands down, the worst.
0: <laughs> so I actually like that jersey, but it's definitely not Denver. And yeah, I, I kind of see your points, which is funny, but I actually like it. It's nasty
1: looking and like it's degrading and it's defiling the mountains, man. The, the mountains are there with all this sea of red and orange and that makes, it doesn't make a lick of sense. Terrible jersey. What were you thinking, Denver?
0: yeah okay their altitudes
1: get into your head
0: <laughs> yeah so i did i did a top three for each because i we didn't really we just did a jersey quick breakdown and i didn't know so <laughs> i'll i'll give my three in, in really no specific order but the one i hate the most is those b-k-l-y-n brooklyn jerseys oh i like those jerseys man i can't stand them i you just hate brooklyn yeah that's true yeah <laughs> the, the other ones i so i had so i'll just say that yeah. one was third Number two is the orange phoenix. I think it's so bland. I think phoenix can be so much better. I love the purple, and I'll say pre Texas by saying the white phoenix jersey is so fucking clean. I love that jersey. It's pretty. But mad. I I do not like just their bland just orange jersey. It's not oh, from the
1: ball that's on fire, right? Exactly. Yeah, that, exactly. Jersey's, that jersey's crap.
0: Yeah, dude, I can't stand that one. And then finally, and I usually like this color, and these jerseys. I can't stand the Mile High City fucking jersey from denver oh
1: yeah that was on my list too like i don't like that jersey
0: at all man i i would rather take that other denver jersey you're talking about than that piece of shit
1: no way (laughs) yeah those are pretty awful jerseys too i Uh, hate
0: them but so fucking (laughs) much
1: yes a special shout out to um you know the clippers that just says los angeles is black and white i think those are stupid looking uh, I like those. I hate those jerseys. They're trying to be, like... I think they're doing it for the Vatos. Because um, it's all, like, gang-living. It's, gang yeah.
0: it's 90s West Coast, like, Raider style, for sure, man.
1: Yeah. Nah, absolutely putrid. And another shout-out to Utah. Uh, similar as Denver, with all these multicolored bullshit uh, uniforms. Looked like a clown dyed on a shirt. It's orange. It's red. It's other fucking colors. That, and it's just... An eye sort of look at. So, yeah, no, stop it, please.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, were there any jerseys you liked, Melk? Let's move on to the best. Well, the best. I mean,
1: and everyone thinks I'm hopping on the Phoenix bandwagon, and I am. But I'm going to go with the Valley. The Valley uniform with black, and it says the Valley, and it's got the background. I I love
0: that jersey.
1: Yeah, I think those are done very well. I might have to purchase one.
0: Uh, I wanted Devin Booker when I was thinking that the other night, man. So they wore that last game. They're so nasty.
1: I think it's a thing of beauty. Uh, And shout out to Memphis. Having a little uh, Vancouver colors where the big Memphis with the black and it's got the teal and the red at the side. I think that's very crisp. And you know what? Since nobody really gives Washington any love, I'm going to go with uh, Washington. They have one. This is uh, District of Columbia on it. And that was pretty tight as well. Yeah,
0: yeah. Was that the white one?
1: It wasn't white. It's red. It's red and it's blue. And then it has District of Columbia in a circle. I thought that
0: was pretty nice. I'm thinking of the all clean white one with the bit of text. That was a little...
1: That that was nice too, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, man, okay. I love the Phoenix choice. They were almost my choice too. So I'm going to do three again. Number three, the Milwaukee Bucks green. I just (coughs) like this classic (laughs) jersey. My brother shits on me all the time, but I just like green in sports. I wonder why. It's not like I hate the Celtics.
1: I fucking hate the Celtics. That's the the definition of green.
0: Yeah, exactly. Maybe that's why I'm choosing the box. (laughs) But more importantly, number two, the Black Phoenix jersey. I had that as well. That jersey is nasty. Like, I want that Devin Booker jersey just like. Not the neon skyline, but just the way they have it with the bit of purple. Oh, man, I would rock that jersey everywhere. And my number one favorite jersey, I legit want this jersey, is the black Utah Jazz, the black, orange, yeah. red. I know it's similar to the one you hate, but, the dude, that jersey, and I didn't want Utah to, like, at first change their, but their court, how it has, like, the sunrise, sunset, like, motif, and that jersey so clean. I love it so much. I'm cool with that jersey. Like, the black actually makes a big difference. I want a Donovan Mitchell black one so bad. Well, who else would you really get, right? Colbert <laughs> with COVID on the back. With
1: COVID. Yeah, it'd have to be special. To, yeah. COVID-free. Like, wait, wait, is there COVID on? Okay, now I'll accept it. Thanks, <laughs> Uh No, uh, yeah, like, with the black, it cleans it up. But when it's just all the bright colors, it's an eyesore. It hurts my eyes. I'm trying to watch basketball. Not your flashing jersey. No, like, But, yeah, I good solid pick i i was that almost made my list
0: yeah i man just i don't know what it is but black is such a good color for jersey themes if you can pull it off like i always love dark colors dark blue like black like just so clean if you're gonna do a bright color you better do it right
1: you better have the right color scheme to go along with it
0: you know which one i almost had on my worst as well those yellow utahs
1: oh just the the actual yellow one
0: just says yeah. the. Utah. Has don't
1: the that at all. Yeah, that looks like a practice jersey. Yeah, yeah it does.
0: Yeah, it does. Yeah. Okay. So really what this is saying is you and I need to go on a little jersey spree. I think that's what
1: I think so, man. As soon as uh, more stores open up, man.
0: <laughs> okay, so I've been privy spoiler alert to what your pick is for best vintage jersey. So Melky, I want you to go first. Tell our listeners what jersey from a playoff team active right now do you want to bring back?
1: Well, we mentioned him earlier, and I've mentioned the team throughout the pod. We're going to go Charles Barkley's Phoenix Suns from the ni- early 1990s.
0: That would be that such purple, a clean
1: look. That purple, the way the ball uh, is just emphasized, you know, with the. Is it a star or is it a flame What that's behind the ball? I, sorry, fans, I, I don't know it exactly well, but like him, Kevin Johnson, Dan Marley back in the day when they lost to the Bulls, i love that uniform i'm actually looking i'm actually looking currently right now to purchase it barkley of course i think they should bring that back for a game
0: man they're whites now that jersey and the black skyline one maybe would be the best jersey setup in the game
1: phoenix is doing it right man
0: (laughs) it's disgusting okay so just like the other two parts I don't listen to the rules or pay attention to what Melky says because I did a three as well for this. <laughs> so number three is an asterisk beside it because it's the Vancouver Grizzlies. And you already brought it up. They kind of incorporated a bit of it into it. Yeah. It's never going to be an actual Vancouver Grizzly jersey, but I love that jersey as a kid. It was so sick. The logo's unreal. Just the bear looks mean as shit. So if that was their third, I want them to rock it. The two other picks, this one, Blue and red Atlanta Hawks from the 60s. People, go look up this jersey because it is clean. It is clean, and I know you're not thinking baby blue for Atlanta because it's been a long, long time, but it works really well. It's better than those blue and red Clipper jerseys. Like it, it's really nice.
1: Yeah, yeah. you know what's crazy? I was looking up jerseys last night as well as we were writing for this pod, and I saw that too. And I'm, I'm like, hmm. That looks pretty clean. And Atlanta should actually revisit because they've they've got a couple few new uniforms too. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of it. Uh, so they should definitely revisit and go back in time because those are mint.
0: Yeah, pure mint. And the number one jersey, the main jersey I want to be brought back, most like most classic jerseys were hated at the time and now are cult classic favorites. I've already said their names, Carl Malone, John Stockton. I want the classic Utah Jazz mountain purple jerseys. Let's go.
1: Those jerseys look like
0: ass. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that you'd say that. This pick is for you. I I don't care. I actually love those jerseys. Um, it just works so well. I don't know why I liked Utah kind of as a kid. Like it was just a random team that I just liked the jerseys and I liked the players and like I just knew Carl Malone's name and stuff like that. So it was, it was easy for my simple, small mind to to click. So But those jerseys, let's bring them back, man. That black Utah jersey – the white's okay right now. Maybe clean it up a bit with that as the retro. Let's go, let's go. See,
1: I never, I never liked Utah because I thought at one point St- John Stockton and Jeff Hornacek were the same person, but I was sadly wrong. <laughs> <proud of it. laughs>
0: you might, right? You might be right. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, I just, I've never been a fan of Utah anything. <laughs> Sorry, Mormons. Wow.
0: Okay. Well, so you know what? Actually, closer than I thought for jerseys, buddy. Jer-
1: I think you and I are on the same level with taste in, in in regards to jerseys, but yeah, like you like colors, you like a lot of brightness colors, and which is great. Like you need an eye eye catching jersey. I'm more of like the slick black with you know something that just uh, overshadows it a little bit. So, but we're 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 close there, man. We're we're you and I could come up with a jersey. It'd, pr- it'd probably be pretty men too
0: i don't know why when it comes to the nba i kind of like the bright colors and stuff man because you know me when it comes to like hockey or like football like i'm a Bayern munich fan and all that stuff for yeah. me man you know simplicity is key i like one color maybe a secondary color like blue white or whatever and just simple designs a couple of like i don't need all the crazy shit but ah man i want that utah jersey i can't stop it. <laughs> i want that okay moving on because i won't stop talking about it We're going to end the show the way we always end it, with a Kobe moment. And with keeping up with the theme of the last few episodes, it's our favorite playoff Kobe moment. Melky, I'm going to go first this time. Yeah, of course. And in keeping with your Phoenix Suns favorite (laughs) team that you have, and because I've already used the Kobe playoff moment against Phoenix, I'm going to use a second playoff moment against Phoenix. This one is Game 2, May 10th, 2000. With only 15 points, and he only took 11 shots, Kobe proved that he wasn't the selfish player that he was garnering a reputation of being. He was dishing it out. He was playing defense. Shaquille O'Neal led the team in points that game. I mean, he was kind of behind the scenes. But guess what? This is why Kobe's a superstar. Because when a game came down to it, this guy hit the game-winning shot against all-star defensive player Jason Kidd. I mean, Kobe had a slow game by his standards, was just passing around defense. And yet when the time came and you needed one guy to make the shot we know who made it
1: that's a guy who that's a laker who when the chips are down and the you know the buzzard you know it's down to the last 10 seconds or even less than that you want the ball in his hand not lebron's hand but kobe's hand because you know it's going down or he's going to go down with a fight
0: it's crazy sometimes seen in the plays too when i'm watching this how fast and small he looks to some of the other players. And he's just going around the baggy jersey. He's going, he gets off kiltered, and he's just taking the shot. And you're like, that's going in, obviously.
1: I've never seen like a player that doesn't get demoralized from taking bad shots. Yeah. And, that, and that's part of the legend of Kobe. He's just always, always uh, hustling and just always, you know, um, you know you're going to get that full effort from Kobe. And that never-die mentality. So.
0: Yeah, That's Melky, add add to his legacy, buddy. What's your moment?
1: We're going to go 2009. Um, Kobe Bryant leads the Lakers um, in the Western Conference Finals against the Denver Nuggets. Uh, in Game 6, Kobe put up 35 points, 10 assists against the Nuggets in the series-clinching Game 6 win in uh, 20, uh, 2009 and then propelled them to the NBA championship.
0: Yeah. I, I saw that moment, too, when I was going through the list and I was trying to watch highlights, and that came up, man. That was when he balled out. And 2009. mm mm-hmm. like, two, like We're not talking 2001 Kobe here. It's
1: 2009. Yeah. Vintage Kobe.
0: Unbelievable, man. I, it's almost sad that the season's coming to a close and we're going to be ending this Kobe thing, but I think it feels right. I think we've pretty much got one or two Kobe moments left each, but, I mean, the legacy of Black Mamba is going to live on forever. Um, the true Laker and the best Laker of all time.
1: 100% can't argue there.
0: Milky buddy, almost two hours. This has been a blast.
1: We had a lot to to share with the the viewers and uh, the listeners for, you know, it's round two, it's round one cleanup. And then round two, this NBA playoffs has been fantastic. You know, um, it's, it's been everything and anything I've hoped for.
0: Yeah dude i can't wait for the next episode we're gonna do our our chat talk has just been ramping up everybody all of our buddies are starting to watch the games now you can tell that it's getting close to that championship round because all the bandwagoners are jumping on the hype machine's going buddy
1: well it's great because uh the the representatives of last year's finals aren't even here anymore i love that it's fantastic and no bubble champions this year yeah
0: real season
1: I want to give a shout out, though, to NA30, the NA30 family, uh, you know, for making this possible, including you, Ba. <laughs> and shout out to the NBA gods for kicking LeBron to the curb because it was needed.
0: Yeah, absolutely. People, and, if you want it, well, go ahead. Go ahead.
1: I was just going to say, and speaking of NA30, uh, you know, go to SmoothMud.com. It's Um, uh, It's our sponsor. Get 15% off by putting NA30 uh, um, in the code um, for additional 15%. And, of course, if you want to be a winner, trim your bonsai tree thinner.
0: <laughs> oh, perfect. I was waiting to hear what your new one was. That was good. <laughs> okay, people, if you're not sick of Melk and I just yet, I mean, you can catch the both of us on a mustard that just dropped or is dropping it was a blast we had johnny come back with our movie reviews you're gonna see us down the line for another basketball episode i've got blue jays coming up we're probably gonna do a hockey talk although i really don't want to and then we've been talking to everybody's fan favorite gooby and we're gonna have a little soccer surprise i think coming up for our listeners which i am very excited to finally be talking about some socks.
1: Yeah, I can't wait. The Euro tournament just uh, when just has gone underway, and already it's gone down with a bang. Uh, we've had we've had uh, some great games. We've had a uh, almost catastrophe um, earlier. Uh, thank God it turned out the way it did. But yeah, I can't wait to to dive in and and you know probably dive uh, like soccer players do best with you and uh, Gooby.
0: Yeah, and and heads up spoiler alert for anybody. Gooby chose Spain. Apparently, this is his team. He's not Spanish. So if anybody wants to write comments towards that, please feel free. I'll read them on the air. Please do. <laughs> we encourage it. <laughs> okay, buddy. Time to wrap it up. I want to go watch this Utah game. I think you do, too. We're going to be talking probably for the next two hours anyways.
1: Yeah, I, I, I can't wait to see uh, the outcome of that game. Uh, I, I had best series, I think, in the playoffs right now.
0: Perfect. Okay, everybody. I'm Ba. That's my brother, Melky. This is Nothing But Miss, Episode 7. Check us out, Episode 8. Peace. See you. See you.